0: Hey how about them tops, son?
1: day, SEC boys. SEC, they supposed
0: to You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name's Devin. We got Matt in the studio. How's it going, buddy? What's up, dude? Not a lot, not a lot. Uh got a lot to talk about and it's a big week for Western. Why is that? It's middle week oh yeah, beat middle because they suck honestly like like it sounds bad, but I, like basketball it's kind of decent still, but football it's it's turned into a holiday that like like Thanksgiving like I'm sure for the Pilgrims that was a big deal but like nowadays like who cares about middle right?
1: Right. We have corn. You know, we don't need to
0: celebrate. You can go to the grocery store and get corn. Yeah. Right. Um, they've got um, sweet potatoes, which, by the way, who ever started calling those yams? Probably a bunch of northerners. I don't know, man. I, I have no idea. I, I That was one thing that I heard somebody say. Yeah, somebody said yams one time, and I was like, and then I and then I was like, well, do you want a yam? And I was like, no, I don't like yams. And it's like, oh, well, wait a second. Do you want a sweet potato? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'll take a sweet potato. And it's like, but that's the same thing. Like, after I looked it up, I was like, holy crap, it is the same thing. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. I think that's a north-south thing. I think we should investigate that further. But anyway. uh, So let's jump into it. Do what? I said, go ahead, buddy. (laughs) I'll find a documentary on yams and such.
1: Uh, That'll That'll be the next entire podcast. We'll introduce and then do nothing but a video of yams.
0: <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to talk about this stuff. So, you know. Yeah, you know, this uh, is news. No, you're good. Uh, Malachi Corley. He is news. Yams are not news. Um, so, you know, he's he's potentially going to the draft. I'm assuming 100%, but we'll just say potential. Um, but... Uh, what do you think as far as his draft stock is concerned? How is Malachi going to do in the draft?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think it's, I mean, barring epic disaster, um, he's going to get drafted. Yeah. Um, uh, he's consensus top 100 pick, and a lot of people have him going. There's a few people that say somebody might reach for him in the first round. I don't know if that will happen. Um that like he's he's been in a couple of kind of extreme uh, draft picks like way up into the first round. So I don't know if that'll happen, but I definitely think he'll be he likely could be drafted by the second round and then certainly by the third. He he seems like like he had Steve Smith talking about him from the guy from the Panthers. He had some other he's had some other outlets actively talking about him, Mel Kiper likes him, whatever. So um it seems like there's a lot of momentum for him. You still have the combine, you still have pro day, and then you still have the draft process and all the interviews and stuff. So there's a it's a long way to go. But as long as he doesn't have like an epic disaster, you know, like he just ends up having like five inch hands or um you know has a vertical where he trips on the phone book. I mean, you know, he he's probably going to be okay and he should be drafted pretty dang
0: high. Yeah. I mean, I, I would expect at least, I mean, everything I'm seeing is second round and I would think that's a very definite possibility. I don't know. Uh, We talked about it about a week or so ago that, uh, that um, went blank. Uh, Mr. Lamp went at 38th, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah, it was uh yeah, something like a 38 39 something. If he did if he got in there, that's awesome for a wide receiver. Oh, really? I mean, it's um he's I mean, he's a great young man, great, you know, great caliber athlete and I think he'll do well in the league. Um mm-hmm. you know, and he's just starting out, so will he start right away? I don't think so. I mean, it would be very rare for that to happen. But you know, he could end up, you know, Second string practice squad, and then moving up to a team. I don't know. It's a lot of well, if, ands, and if buts he, about things. So, if he's
1: drafted that high, he's not going to be practice squad. It's too much money put in. I so. agree. Yeah, um, he's top three. Like he's guaranteed a contract, and he's guaranteed four years um, unless they cut him, and then they still have to pay him. Like he's guaranteed money if he's a top three pick. So. Yeah, um, I mean, we'll, we'll see, but I mean, yeah. like I was looking at Pro Football Network, it says Corley grades out as a top 64 prospect in the 2024 NFL draft who could fill top 50 consideration from teams needing a weapon at the wide receiver position. Uh, round one may be a bit rich considering the projection required, blah blah blah, but in the right offense, he has game breaking potential. So, I mean, that kind of sums it up pretty well, I think. Is like, yeah. Somebody could reach and get him in the first round. That would be kind of a crazy pick. Everybody, everybody would be like, what, seriously? Are you really sure about that? But it's possible down to, you know, he could slip. Um, he's he's undersized. He's from Western. You know, there's going to be some people that underestimate him too, so he could slip in the third round. So,
0: But it seems like the guy's – And possibly he could be a free right agent. Right there. Yeah. I mean, possibly. And it's honestly, from what I've heard from athletes who have been free agents, free agency is the best thing because at that point, you are wined and dined and shown the red carpet and everybody's trying to woo you. Is it ideal? No. Like him getting drafted would be ideal depending on the team. But and I'm reaching. I'm really reaching here because you know draft stock is not my cup of tea, but then I know I, I know his athleticism is at the potential that he's really good. If he was if he was projecting like five, six, seven round, yeah.
1: like like Austin Reed is somebody that maybe gets drafted, probably doesn't. Yeah. If you're in the seventh round, you'd almost rather be a free agent. But if you get like like Higby was drafted early enough. Iggy, um, Forrest Lamp, um, Taewon Taylor, all them were drafted in the first four rounds, and so they're guaranteed spots with whatever team they have. Even if it's a crappy team, they're guaranteed to get a spot for a few years. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so if if he's projecting like he almost definitely should not be left after the third round, it's going to be good for him wherever he goes. He's going to be guaranteed to get a shot. Obviously you know Kansas City versus freaking um well I'm a Titans fan going to Tennessee may not be the best option for him cuz they they don't develop receivers but um you know I mean nonetheless I mean who, who knows where where he ends up but but I think he seems like he's on the right track he's going somewhere he's going to be drafted pretty high barring injury basically
0: yeah Honestly, and you're going to be like, of course you say that. Green Bay would be the best place for him to land. Weather-wise, it's not; it's as bad as the Bills because it's cold as all get out, you know. But, um, and and I'm speaking more for quarterbacks more so than like wide receivers. But as far as like development and everything goes, I always feel like Green Bay's players are more developed than Dallas. Dallas always seems like the, and I'm going to get some hate for this and that's fine. The trailer park of franchise teams. Like, you know, like there's always something in the news, like they got arrested or some other stuff happened. And, you know, whenever something's going on, you're always looking at your window going, what are they doing now? It's like, (laughs) oh, he must've cheated. She threw his clothes out on the yard again. Oh, She lit him on fire. He must've been doing something bad. Like it's always some dysfunctional thing with Dallas, Um, and yes, I do. I am hating on Dallas because I got family who loves Dallas. So, Um, but yeah, I wish him luck. I hope everything goes well with for uh, Mister Corley, and I hope you know. I wish him all the best. I hope he gets drafted, and I hope the team is a good team that will be able to uh, give him the uh, learning that he needs for the you know coming weeks for. Before he starts, you know, before he starts playing in the NFL, um, you know, and so he actually retains his spot. And, hey, worst case, he gets drafted and he makes money. So that's always great. Um, so softball, you know. I'm going to share a couple. I just realized that I goofed and did not include a couple of uh, screen of. Uh, uh, I didn't do a couple of slides for the. Um, Softball. You, No, I missed New Mexico State, actually, oh. which is stupid. I missed it on both, boys and girls. So I'll do this real quick. Um, Western went down to Chattanooga and, and participated in their little tournament they had down there and uh, in the Chattahoochee Choo Choo Tournament. Um, and so last week on the 16th, Western had a doubleheader, uh, lost to North Alabama first game, lost to Chattanooga. And, of course, the Chattanooga game was – uh, you know, five innings. So possibly the girls could have came back on that one. I don't know. Uh, and then they played on the seventeenth, which was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, North Alabama. And they actually beat them that time. And then they played Murray State and beat them Boom. three to two. And then then they beat uh Ball State six to four. So you know the Lady Tops are doing really well as far as that goes. Hold on, let me get this off. And then um, one real quick thing for Lady Tops, we'll cover their upcoming, which by the way, like this is what wears me out with baseball and softball. Like I've got like six pages of games that they've got to play in a week. And I'm like, good (laughs) Lord. Um, I believe they've got the Hilltopper Invitational or whatever it's called this week. Um, So on Friday, they've got to... A game at 3 p.m. at the WKU softball complex. All of these, except the Louisville one, as it says in the notes here, are at the softball complex. Uh, so uh, Friday uh, they play Detroit Mercy and St. Louis, and then on the on Saturday they will play Eastern Illinois and Detroit Mercy again. And then the 25th they'll they'll play St. Louis, which, by the way, I looked up St. Louis's mascot because I did not know what that was. It's called a Belicans. Bil- 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 Apparently, it's a mythological creature that if you rub its belly, it's good luck. And then next Tuesday, they will play Louisville, obviously at Louisville, because Louisville ain't coming down here.
1: Devin, will you be coming down to rub the
0: bellies of the St. Louis Billikins? Depends on if they're hot. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not admitting that on air. Um, it's good to see that the softball team is growing and doing well with what they're Doing, uh, you know, obviously, you know, being able to overcome North Alabama and not allowing them to sweep them in that little invitational tournament thing is really good news. Um, yeah, you know, overall and, six,
1: six, three, and one, right? So, I mean, yes, and they actually beat Ball that off the State.
0: list. Did I say that one on there? Oh, yeah, so that was, um, and they also beat Ball State on where, where am i I don't know where I'm at. I'm crazy, anyway. Uh, but they also beat ball state um uh 6 to 4 so i don't, and i was actually doing the upcoming ones I'm crazy so uh yeah so uh it's always good to see uh, western doing well there so yes i feel like i just had a stroke i just forgot <laughs> i was like did i talk about the ball state game um Ugh. i don't know if you mentioned it but anyway
1: it's all i don't
0: even know if i did or not but but i i I do have it in my notes but for some reason like when i do the the powerpoints to make these into images if i don't have if like if i've got the if i go to save it and it it doesn't save quite right like it'll leave out a whole swath of information and i'm like it's there and i'll go i do i go nuts if you were the
1: NCAA selection committee at the end of the year and you saw a power five tie for the Western Kentucky Lady Toppers softball team, how would you view that portion of their resume? Favorably. <laughs> yeah,
0: they, uh isn't no. Isn't that weird
1: they tied with Kansas? I thought it was kind of It is
0: funny. It is funny they tied with Kansas, which was cool, but like I like I, I, like we talked about last last week. I don't know anything about softball, mm-hmm. so like Kansas's softball team could be playing in a parking lot for all I know. They got a they didn't even get them a field. They just got a parking lot that they play at, which I highly doubt. I've been to those kind of facility those those schools. I haven't been to Kansas, but I've been to those schools, those Power Fives. And they don't play in parking lots. Even the chess team plays like on mahogany tables. So Mahogany. Mahogany. Um, so baseball real quick. Uh, is the softball sucks. Four, five, and
1: one. Just fun on fact.
0: Yeah, well, they're improving. Hopefully, everything will be going a lot better. Um hopefully soon they'll be doing a lot better. Okay. So I've got baseball notes. That's basketball, baseball. Here we go. Okay. Uh, okay. So baseball played. Uh, they played Bradley. They had a series with them this weekend. And the funny thing is, they played them last Friday, and then they played them. On they had a double. Maybe they had a doubleheader, or I'm did, or my notes are yeah. wrong. Yeah, they had. Um, they had weather issues. Okay, so they had to do a doubleheader. Okay, mm-hmm. so they played Bradley and they swept them. 5-2, um, 5-2 on the no. 16th, 5-0 on the 18th Sunday, and then 5-3 on the second game there. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, they actually – sorry to call you out. They they did
1: lose the first one. They lost the first game against oh, Bradley. They? Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Um, just so you know, just for your oh notes as well. Yes. Yep, well, that's great. Where were you earlier, Matt? <laughs> Gosh. I um, oh, was there- – I was texting you the last hour, bro, and
0: yeah, that's what I'm Bradley. <laughs> okay, so Western has got a game uh, in Bowling Green uh, at, against Purdue-Fort Wayne. That's at 3 p.m. Central. And then on Saturday, Saturday, they'll play Purdue-Fort Wayne. It's a freaking blah, blah, blah. That's a doubleheader. Yeah, it's, it's a doubleheader in this weekend series. Uh, so they'll start that at 1 p.m., and then they'll have another 4 p.m. And then on Sunday, they play at 1 p.m. against Purdue Fort Wayne. Uh, All of those are on ESPN uh, 102.7. You can listen to those there. And then on Tuesday, the 27th Western is going to be playing uh, UK, the University of Kentucky, 4 p.m. Central, and Lexington. That's on the SEC network uh, or also 102.7 ESPN radio. So you can always check those out. Um, Yes. So you know what? I will say after you said that they lost to Bradley, that makes a lot more sense why everybody was up in arms the other day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what still, yeah like... this isn't right, dude. Yeah. Well, WKU Sports isn't right then. Mm. I mean, it says it on the website. They lost 2-5 to five to Bradley. They're 3-1. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what it was. I will tell you exactly what it was. Um... I probably pulled it off of the results part mm-hmm. on the their little when you click onto WKU Sports and then you go into baseball. It has it has it five to two and I guess I just in my brain I was like, of course we're not losing to them and I switched yeah. it. So
1: yeah, well it was um, it was kind of uh, I mean I was kind of like uh oh when they lost that first one you know it's like Bradley's not very good whatever you want to start out well. Anyway, they won the last two and then they beat uh Lipscomb. Sounded like they were kind of experimenting with some pitchers and stuff like that. So I mean to start three and one, like you can't expect perfection in baseball. So, you know, you won a series. IPFW well actually it's not IPFW. It's it used to be. Apparently they split the school, whatever. Um, Purdue Fort Wayne is uh not very good at all. They were terrible last year. I got it pulled up. They were like Thirteen and 43 last year so really bad and so Western hopefully can sweep that series and start out seven and one at minimum six and two hopefully you don't lose too many I
0: wanted to I, I wanted to share this I think Matt I think you shared it on uh, yeah. Twitter or something uh Detroit Mercy and Oey uh, Pooey so the University of Detroit Mercy wins their first game of the season, and their lone fan stormed the court, which is the greatest thing in the history of the world.
1: Yeah. By the way, yeah, I think we we play their women's softball team. do we? Isn't that the connection? Yes.
0: Yes, that's the next one we're playing. <laughs> Still hilarious, though. Still hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, hey, good for him. That's, that takes some guts. You know, honestly, like, like, like I could see that would be the Matt McKay of Detroit Mercy right there. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'd be woo! crying? I think I would oh, cry. Oh, definitely. 100%. 100%. <laughs> you. Yeah. Which actually, if you Dude, look at that little, that screenshot, it was like, uh,
1: what was are they? 26, lost 26
0: games. games. Yeah. Wow, so there you go. There you go, man. It's got you. Okay. Oh, yeah. I,
1: I cried big time when we broke that streak.
0: I mean, it was, I mean, I wasn't that emotional about it, but
1: it was an emotional
0: time. I mean, I understand. But the thing is, is like the atmosphere around the program was very lethargic at that point. Like, I remember coaches, like, coaches prior and early in the season were yelling and screaming. And then when we get towards the end of the season, they were like, you know, (sighs) who cares? You know, I mean, they were still yelling and screaming at the players, but. Mm -hmm. the energy was not the same. Yeah, It's like we're, you know, we're two and eight, you know, whatever. It's like, who cares? And it's just like, ah, but the funny thing for me at the end of the season or towards the end of that season was Elson would hang out in the training room some, (laughs) like he started talking to like the trainers. He's like, Hey, how are you doing? And I remember before that, like, I wouldn't even say anything to him. Cause he just walk around and he's like, R-r-r-r-r. and you're like, okay, you know, Do he's, your he's job coach. Yeah. He's head coach. Like he complained that I wore a Levi Strauss t-shirt one day. Not even kidding. Yeah. Cause it had a bull on the front. Uh-huh. I didn't even think about it. I didn't make the connection. I didn't make the connection to Texas or nothing. It says Levi Strauss on it. And he said something to my boss who told me, Hey, you can't wear college shirts other college shirts and I'm like this isn't a college shirt it's a jean brand well yeah. wear a western shirt okay you're paying for okay anyway that's my two cents all right so something I hate more than being told what t-shirts to wear is middle Tennessee oh yeah let's go <laughs> uh, I mean like uh, I'll tell you something We've got a lot, Matt, between Matt and I, we've got several stories about middle. Um, Like, currently, I screwed up yesterday at work, and so I have a splinter in my thumb, okay? And I like it more than I like middle. I'm just saying. Like, and it hurts just to do stuff with my thumb right now, so. um,
1: What stuff do you normally do with your thumb that you can't now, Devin? Devin.
0: You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well. Anyway. Um. I remember. Um. Of course. Favorite memory, probably, and, and the middle rivalry rivalry means more to me, and I think at least our generation meant uh, because of the hatred between us when we first made the transition into, uh, yeah. into the Sun Belt and D one and all that. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Rainey scoring in overtime, putting us over the top, with storming that field. Which I don't think you may have not been there that year. Uh, yeah. Well, the or first
1: time year, we, first we beat Middle, year? the
0: first time yes. we beat Middle, or the yeah, the first yeah, time that was, I, wasn't there. I was and that there, and that was the at Middle. Year. That was at Middle. Um, yeah. that was a that was a that was a crazy one. Um, let's see. I think a couple years later, it was probably one of my last seasons. When we played middle at middle and like double or triple overtime. I don't remember that one, but what I was going to say was they always put the locker room like right by the concession stand or like an old concession stand. Like it's always the worst facilities. And like we have literally like one of those plastic fences that goes around us and there's like a little opening and that's where we go in and out. And some dude tried to walk in the locker room drunk and coach Wells had to pick, had to kick him out. Do you remember really? that? Uh-uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was hilarious. Uh. Uh, he's like, i oh, just trying to find the bathroom. And it's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> thought this was it? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, and the other part is, is like the training room was just outside the locker room. Yeah, there I remember that. Nothing over the top. There's just, you just sitting out there and the open, which yeah. in the summer, it was nice because there it's whatever, but.
1: Yeah, it was not, it was not the best facility. Um, I remember, like, you talk about the emotion of it. Like, I was thinking about even big picture, like other sports too. Cause Western, Western beat middle for sure in 2009 in basketball to go to the champion, to go to the tournament. Yes. And then yeah, Western, yeah, yeah. Western beat middle, uh, for our first D1 win. Um, and then we, um, We beat middle, and it was like double, triple overtime at middle one time when Bobby scored a touchdown. And then, you know, there was a lot of middle stuff going on, middle Western stuff from like 06 to 2012 or 13. Um, Yeah. Yeah, there was like real serious middle, like, you know, like Western, um, you know, the 25 Days of Triumph with Ray Harper or whatever. And Western comes back from 10 down on middle on senior day. And it was freaking crazy in there. I don't know if you write that game or remember it or anything. But um, I think you might have already been gone. But I um, may have. I don't know. Yeah, but it was it was sold out. You know, Western had sucked all year, had a losing record. But everybody got excited, and it was so loud in there. Went freaking crazy. You know, Western gets a – break away to kind of seal the game off and dunks it actually after the buzzer. And it just goes freaking nuts in there. Um And uh it was just that, that built the emotion of middle for me. But I was thinking of like stories of stuff that happened. Like there was one time it was the year that we went defeated. <laughs> we went on 12, mm. right? Yeah. We're down at middle and we got murdered. Yes. But like the, the, what honestly makes you hate middle is that some of the people are just freaking idiots. Like, yes, we're, we're in front of like a lot of times you had student sections right behind you, especially in the Sun Belt where they didn't have the rules that you couldn't have a student section right behind the football team. Anyway, why would um, they have
0: rules? But go ahead.
1: Yeah, who needs rules? <laughs> but anyway, middle had their like, you know, middle aged season ticket holders behind our bench. And they were worse than some of the student sections. <laughs> like uh, Brandon Smith was uh, getting taped up by one of the trainer girls. I don't want to name everybody's name and stuff, but like, anyway, he he was the quarterback, right? And he's getting taped up, and they're asking the trainer girls if you know if they've had intercourse with them. Like,
0: oh, if y'all had sex yet? Oh, whatever. Give them a oh big you know? like
1: it was like seriously. Y'all were like. 55 years old when you're asking college kids like come on just classless mm-hmm. crap like that it was just like wow this is pedophiles this is yeah <laughs> and then my favorite all time was we went to a basketball game this was around oh9 2010 something like that there was like a 12 year old baseball team that was sitting down low right by the basketball goal and then the western fans usually sit behind the basket uh, yeah um, and uh we were cheering and stuff, and their coach says and was like, Why don't y'all just shut the hell up? And then one of his <laughs> players and several of the other ones stand up and double bird us like these twelve
0: year olds are flipping us off. <laughs> like Are you so old dope. enough to cuss? Like, come on. You do you even know what that means. But, so uh, I pulled up I pulled up a couple crazy. of the seasons. And you were talking about the 0 and 12 year. That was 2009. Middle beat us 62 to 24. Yeah. Oh, that was awful. Uh, they threw a
1: Hail Mary at halftime to make it even worse. Like, yeah. I think we were within 10 or something, or 14 or something. And they threw a Hail Mary and caught it, and we went down like
0: 21 K- or something. K1 Jakes uh, had 130 yards in that game. Uh I cannot I don't know who the running back was. It says Smith. He had thirty four yards and uh Jake Gabler had a hundred yards uh receiving. Jack Doyle had eighty yards against Navy that year. That is wild. He had sixty yards yeah, against our, Troy. I mean, like some of these are just crazy stats.
1: Yeah, you know, those thirty four like, yards that might have been Brandon Smith. He
0: might have uh, been our leading rusher. He might have been that year. I don't know. <laughs> um, and of course, like we played FIU, we had 118 yards, like eight, Jake's had 118 yards passing. Like, that's just crazy stats. Yeah. Um, and that was the same year we played Lane Kiffins, Tennessee. Oh yeah. Sixty three to seven. Um God, those are horrible years. We had but, them after that first quarter, man. But yeah, right. Uh zero to zero. So we played the middle. <laughs> we played middle in basketball. It was 67-57, which we won by that year. And that was the the Ty Rogers shot year. That was the San Diego, you know, we made it to the uh, Sweet 16 that year. Yeah. So that was a great year, 2007-2008 season. Um, great years to celebrate Western and tell middle to suck it. Anyway. Did
1: we beat middle for the championship that year?
0: Yes, 67-57. Okay.
1: Okay, so we beat them that year and the next year in basketball for the championship. That, I think you're right. Yeah, I'd have to. nine for player. sure. I was there. 0-9. We for sure beat them in the championship. That was the the year that we went and played Illinois and then almost beat Gonzaga. Okay, because
0: um, I was there for all that stuff, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's. I mean,
1: I that remember band? being
0: in the. I remember being in the old side of the stadium and beating. Um, uh, sorry, I went blank. When we beat, uh, I guess it was Drake with the Ty Rogers shot. Like, that was just the, that is my yeah. Western basketball, like, all time favorite memory right there, just watching that. And it's like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So, we'll talk some lady top basketball real quick. Uh, like I said earlier, I kind of screwed up and forgot to put the uh, New Mexico State um, on there. Uh, excuse me, but we'll just kind of go through this real quick. Um, Lady Tops ended up losing both those games. Uh, WKU uh, uh, fell uh, to Utah 73-68, and they also lost to uh, New Mexico State 64-61. Uh, a little bit better, but New Mexico State essentially dominated that entire game. Uh, you know, the stats here show it all. You know, Western pretty much fouled more. And UTEP hit more free throws, you know, 20, 20 yeah. points there, twenty easy points, and you know, and if Western had less fouls, it would, it might have been a different game. Um, you know, that's only five points difference there. So yeah,
1: well, I you know, I don't know if I let me see if I, you care if I try to share. No, I can't share my screen. You got to allow me to. Um, no, there's no, no, I won't let you. No, it will not be allowed. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Um, um, let me see if
0: I let me see if I can let
1: you, but go ahead. Because I had the box score pulled up, I think it'll show a little bit what what happened in this game. Um okay. just real quickly, basically, I mean, Western had a sixteen point halftime lead against UTEP. Yeah, um, and UTEP needed two quarters where they scored ten more than Western to win by five. They they outscored Western twenty two to twelve. And then 2615 in the fourth um to win by five. So basically, Western had it in their hands and just they just completely melted it down. It was like it, it was the the oddest thing. Like I was um I was distracted doing something and looked down and was like, Oh, Western's in control, whatever. And then I look back down and they're losing. And I'm like, What? Where did yeah, this come two- from?
0: Like, what just happened?
1: basically um, like just to start the
0: fourth just to start the fourth quarter or fourth period or whatever you want to call it uh that's when utep made their move and basically overtook them but western dominated for essentially what three quarters of the game at least yeah
1: yeah i mean it was it was there was no there was no reason that they it's just like the 23 point loss the guys had like you just can't let that happen and the lady tops have had that happen a few times now um and they've gone from having this pretty nice record to now they're only they also lost to uh, New Mexico State they're 15 and 12 and yeah. um really really struggling lately and cannot win on the road um they're f- six and six um in Conference USA after starting three and zero so they're three and six including some pretty bad losses, and, uh, you know, New Mexico State is right there um, knocking on the door to catch them, you know, and it kind of helps when you hand them two wins um, yeah. to be able to possibly catch you. They're not going to have a tiebreaker against New Mexico State if they if they end up um, tied with them. It's just really rough, and Western, honestly, like, if you look at their schedule, you know, my dad and I were talking about this, they could honestly lose every single one of their games the rest of the way. They have four games left. They play middle uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock on ESPNU. Then they play at La Tech, who uh, obviously Western beat, but they were down 19 before they came back. That was the game uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it's on the road. And it's uh, Yeah, it's at La Tech. And then FIU, who only has two losses in conference, and then Liberty, who's probably paying, playing about as well or better than FIU right now, they um, they played uh, Western was down and came back on Liberty in the beginning of the conference season, but Liberty since then, you know they they really were supposed to be better than they've been this year, but they're now seven and four in Conference USA. They're only twelve and fourteen overall, but they've really really been playing well since. Basically since they lost to Western. Um, and now they're they're actually well ahead of Western and it's gonna take a miracle for Western to even catch them. And you've got five teams clustered with Western from four to eight that are within three games, two and a half games, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And two games in the loss column. So Western could easily lose every single one of these games and end up the seven or eight seed.
0: Good lord. Um,
1: Yeah, it's not good. And uh, Collins was looking like, Greg Collins, head coach Greg Collins, was looking like he was going to easily cruise on through to next year and not have any issues in terms of, like, dealing with getting himself fired. But if he loses four in a row here and then craps out in the tournament, I'm not sure how you keep him around after six years of mediocrity, taking over a good program. And that would mean Western has a losing record after having honestly the best roster he's had. I don't understand. And uh now, now you've crapped the bed with some of these teams that you could have won. You could be, you know, eight and four right now in conference or something, and maybe have a chance to to lose a couple of these and be okay. Now you're looking at complete disaster if you don't upset people. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And you need multiple upsets to get to five hundred. So, do you know the last road game that Western won, Western girls? Off the top of your head, any idea? Off the top of my head, was um, it non-conference? Nope, conference. It's in it Alabama. The first was it J- Jacksonville State. Yes, it was Jacksonville State. We that was on January thirteenth. That was the last road win oh. we've had. Yeah. That's 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 pretty upsetting. I mean, it's not something to be uh, – not something you want to put on the wall, that's for sure. Um, but yeah. uh, anyway, so Western's going to be playing MTSU. Uh, the girls will be playing. The game's going to be on ESPNU. Like Matt said, it's 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Uh, so support the tops. That will be in Diddle, and they will need your support because this is could be they a potentially would, very ugly game. It a lot of your support. Yeah. Um, honestly, like,
1: okay, first of all, it's a rivalry game. Here's what I would yes. encourage people to do. Go to both the girls' game at 11 o'clock, and then go down to the men's game at 6.30 in, in yeah. Murfreesboro. Let's yeah, make, it a like hour's yeah. make it a day. Make it a day and go see the Lady Tops. The Lady Tops have a promotion where they're... Um, they're letting uh, kids basically like play a role in the game day experience. So some That's of them cool. are like going to be like taking care of Big Red. Some of them are going to be cheerleaders. Some of them are going to be like little managers or something like that. So it's kind of a cool, cool thing. So go sign up. They've got stuff all over uh, the Lady Toppers Twitter and all that stuff. Um, but it's kind of a cool opportunity. And let's let's fill out. Then and see what happens. It's a rivalry
0: game, right? It doesn't matter. So- my brain is going completely haywire I like, how bad this is. Like, they got kids in the training room trying to tape ankles. and They're oh like, gosh. this isn't gonna work, Sherry. What's wrong with you? And the kid's like, eight, and she's like, I tried to tape you? Well, you didn't do it right, tighter. Sherry. It needs to be tired! <laughs> What's wrong with my shoes? Oh, these aren't my shoes. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Vanessa? <laughs> someone's greg collins personal assistant yeah <laughs> i can just see him he's you know i mean i hate to be this way but you know girls end up losing the game or whatever and he's like what's wrong with you tiffany i told <laughs> you to call that time out where were you on that
1: <laughs> oh, uh, but man. anyway
0: uh, I mean, it's it's really – it's not going to look good for the Lady Tops this weekend, especially against MTSU being, you know, essentially undefeated in conference. And then they're going to be playing La Tech on the 28th, which is next Wednesday. Um, so we'll talk a little La Tech. Like Matt said, La Tech, Western girls ended up, you know, they were pretty on top of it last time, almost blew it. But uh, they could – you know, they haven't won a road game That's... since January. Which yeah. is a very disappointing thing to see. I mean, that's that's the one game that you should win. I mean, LaTeX
1: is three and eight in conference. If you do not want to join them at the bottom of the conference, you need to beat them. Find a way. Yeah. You were better than them when you played them, you just came out playing like you didn't care and got down yeah. nineteen and then woke up and got pissed off and won. But yeah. the thing is that, like, we just need to see some consistency. And they're just – I don't know if it's their their mojo is gone. Obviously, they really do struggle without Acacia Hayes. But it's not an excuse to lose to some of these teams. They have no business losing to. They still should maybe have, like, three losses in conference, and they have six. They lost yeah. Sam Houston. They lost to New Mexico State twice. You should have gotten at least one of those. They lost yeah. to UTEP. You know, and, and here's the scary thing. Is there's other games that they could have also lost, like UTEP the first time at Diddle was only one because Destiny's salary found a way one on one to beat them by one. There were some other games that they barely won, so yeah. they honestly could be four and eight, three and nine right now, <laughs> and um, really be staring down the barrel of a complete disaster. But it. They they were lucky in a few moments and have done enough to be at five hundred, but my goodness, they they're gonna need to play their best basketball to, to get to five hundred in conference yeah. after after looking like this was the year. I'm so frustrated because yeah. I thought this was the year to be like, you know what, we're gonna be right there with middle. We're gonna go to the championship game, we're gonna see what happens against middle.
0: No. No, evidently not, dude. It's not. Uh, it's not happening. And the bad thing is, is like these last four games, you need to win LaTeX, like you said. But MTSU is comfortably in the driver's seat and basically just pumped on the gas and hit the NOS. They're beating or whatever, people by forty. Furious. I was going to say killing everybody they, by forty, dude. They're not even whatever close. Whatever Fast and the Furious meme you want to use, um, they're basically crushing everybody. And then you got LaTeX, like we said, and then you've got um, um sorry, then you've got uh Liberty, and then you've got FIU or switch that, whichever way. Um I sorry, I was just pulling up the Western and uh or the MTSU. You know they beat UTEP fifty six to forty one. Yeah. Like that is some of these numbers are wild to look at.
1: Yeah, they have not lost they they've won all their games <laughs> in conference, right? They've had one game yes. in Conference USA that they haven't won by double digits, and that was the very first one against La Tech on the road. Every yeah. other game they've played since has been no less than 11. Most of them have been by 20 or more. And they they've had a few lost that were
0: like 30 or 40. They've lost to Princeton, which I'm going to say they were probably just outsmarted. They got beat by Michigan And then they lost to Grand Canyon University, which I think, is that the Phoenix University one or no? That's not Phoenix University. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. FIU will be the second to last game and then Liberty's last game. But all three of those, you know, MTSU, FIU, and Liberty, they're pretty comfortable up in the top of the conference. You know, their seats are pretty much reserved up there. And, you know, if you can get an upset, that would be amazing. Uh, on, you know, any one of those teams. Middle would be the greatest. They would feel the best. Uh, but, you know, at this point, I think you take what you can get.
1: Yeah, I mean, Liberty, honestly, Liberty is reachable, but Western is going to have to win at least three um, yeah. out of four. So they're going to have to win everything but middle, which is really tough to ask. I mean, FIU, Western was comparable Western was comparable to FIU you know they lost by 10 and it was like a, a game that was within their reach but I mean they're gonna have to win they're gonna have to play better than they've been playing um, and Liberty is going to have to lose a few games including lose at least one other game uh, for Western to sneak in there so um yeah it's not it's not a super bright looking game Outlook: The chances are that Western perhaps falls a little bit. I think they're going to fall to probably the the six or seven spot. I don't think they'll oh, fall man. to eighth. Um, but like if they go one and three, like say they beat Law Tech, right, and then yeah. lose to the Middle and Liberty and FIU, um, the other teams are going to there's going to be some of the teams that are within a couple games. They're playing each other. Somebody's going to win a few of those. A few of them are going to obviously have to lose. Um, so I think it's it's pretty likely that Western stays out of the eight nine matchup. But I I don't. It's going to be tough for them to get to go two and two here. Yeah. Finish yeah. the season, and that's heartbreaking that that's where we are for me. Because like I yeah. said, man, January I was feeling like this was it, you know, this is a chance for Collins to break through. And uh, now it's just like hoping that they can get to the semis.
0: Yeah. Um, Uh, I mean, it's kind of like football season was this year too. It was very disappointing, but I mean, we still made it to a bowl game. You know, we still, there were bright spots in it, but um, you know, I will just stick around. Let's keep, keep watching, keep listening and we'll keep talking about it and giving our opinions. Uh, so, men's basketball, uh, the guys, they're going to be facing the same very interesting challenge. Uh, they're going to be playing middle. So, I really literally just had a brain fart, and I was like, well, the FIU women's is up in the top. Well, I'd already switched it to the men's, and FIU men's is very comfortably in the bottom. Um, and I was like, wait a second, what happened? Uh, but anyway, so... Western, I want to share my screen real quick for the little blurb I did. Uh, Oh, here we go. I was pretty proud of this one. And here we go. Uh, Toppers win. Uh, Toppers buried the Miners 90 to 80. And honestly, like, in my opinion, I'm thinking, you know, the men had such a strong second half against UTEP, uh, being able to uh, Mm -hmm. essentially just bury them. Uh, And just dominate that first half because, I mean, first half, you know, the guys just did not have that the points that they needed. Whereas, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like you said, we were talking last week, Matt said that, you know, UTEP is very, a very steely team. And I was joking about them stealing stuff off the court. Uh, Well, they had 12 steals uh, and Western had six. Uh, But, you know, even our defensive rebounds is what kind of helped us, too. We had, you know, 34 there where they had 24 that allows you to get a couple extra turnaround points. And, uh, you know, being able to shoot 56% from field goal, uh, that's over half. Every, over know. half your shots you're making. And, you know, you're hitting about every third of your three-pointers too. That's good. That's Everything's going really well there. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's uh, it was very productive. It was very uh, – it's something we needed just to go ahead and clean up and show – you know, Hey, you know, the guys can take care of business. We can do this. And let me see here. And then we had New Mexico state, which I did not put in my notes. I've completely skipped over the Aggies, Uh, but Western ended up beating the Aggies 72 to 58. um, And basically just dominating in the second half. And that is, I mean, that is what we need to see. Absolutely. So, So what were your thoughts, buddy? Yeah, so first of all, um,
1: UTEP, I thought, first of all, it was improvement over the first meeting, um, not just because they won, but also the, um, the way that UTEP matches up with Western is interesting because Western speeds everybody up, and UTEP takes advantage of speed in a unique way that they steal and create more possessions. And so it really kind of feeds into a bad matchup for Western. So the fact that, especially defensively, so the fact that Western held them to 80 um, after giving up 93 the first game, um, you know, is obviously a huge improvement. You look at that and say, well, crap, Western's defense was horrible this game. Well, the pace was so high that we held them to the low 40s in shooting and obviously shot, you know, nearly 57% which I didn't realize we shot that high against UTEP. Um, Yeah. But I thought that was kind of an interesting little tidbit there. Um, And, honestly, we did a little bit better job than we did the first time taking care of the ball. I think we've calmed down a little bit, slowed the pace down just a little bit so that we can take care of the ball a little bit more. And I think it's paying dividends, and you're starting to see it, A, it's affecting the pace, you know, the fact that we've won – two out of three games holding people less than than 60 um, for the first time all year. Those were the two lowest defensive uh, points allowed efforts in the whole year, two out of the last three games. Um, So 58 was the lowest all year um, against a, a team that we had a complete meltdown against the last time. So it was really nice. You know, like honestly, the the first part of the New Mexico State game, I think it, I think we were kind of snake bit. Like we were missing some some layups, little short floaters and stuff just weren't going down. Ball was bouncing weird, stuff like that. And for us to go into halftime tied, like we all looked around and we're like, dude, how how are we tied right now? Like that was about as bad as we could have played, and we were tied. And then they we came out and. And I think well, I think even before halftime the the intensity wasn't there for the first ten or twelve minutes and they started picking it up and it was really noticeable that uh the effort started picking up. And yeah. I think I think that made the biggest difference and turned it around from you know, Western was down a pretty good I think it was nine or ten um in the first half against New Mexico State and then ended up winning by fourteen. So Um, it's just really nice to see Western win in different ways, you know. Um, Against New Mexico State, I I think we had, like, 11 turnovers only. Um, Yes, and they did too, actually. Yeah, and so it wasn't one of those, like, crazy paces where where they're just running back and forth or whatever. It was more of a grind type of game. And New Mexico State did a good job slowing us down. But it didn't matter. I mean, we we held them to, what, 25 in the second half, I think? If it was 33, I think they had 25.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, at half, half, uh, yeah, it was 33. So, yeah, 25 points. That's, I mean, you can't um, I mean, beat that, really. Yeah. If you're
1: going to hold teams to 25 points and a half, in either half, good luck beating a team like Western that can score. Um, yeah. So... You know, the other thing about New Mexico State that was awesome is it was so balanced. If you look at the scoring, you know, Don McHenry didn't have to go for 25 points. He had – th- I think he only had 10 or – did he have 10 or 12? Um, let me look here. Uh, I was going to say um, – but... had 10. Yeah, he had 10. But he was still efficient. He still did other stuff. He took care of the ball, only had one turnover. You know, your point guards combined for like two turnovers um, – You know, you you had Jack Evelyn came in, made some nice plays, made one amazing defensive play, um, had a a few assists. Um, Christian Landers, your other guy that has played some point guard, and then Don McHenry, all three of those guys um, did a good job with the ball and took care of things. And so when when your point guards are taking care of the ball, you have a good offense. Yeah. Uh, An efficient offense where you're not wasting possessions. And so – it's nice to see Western be able to win in different ways because before the last three games, I don't think we knew that Western could win in like a 60, 70-point type of pace game. We, it was basically like Western needs to score 80 or they're going to lose. Yeah. Because sometimes they might lose anyway. But now the defense has really picked it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, and this is where you want to see them towards the end of the season. I mean, you definitely want to see them coming out strong. And like you said, that is the least amount of points. The last one we had at least that with this few points was 59 points Jacksonville scored. Uh, so, I mean, there is no other team. And I even kind of scrolled back because I thought, well, that's a weird number to throw out there. But, yeah, you were 100% right on that. I'll give you that one. Um, 58 points. Uh, so you got middle coming up. And I'm sorry, but you want to metaphorically put their head in the toilet and give them a swirly. Let's just finish this good and strong and just dunk them in there and just let it go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing, though.
1: Middle is actually playing pretty good basketball. So, you oh. look at their record. They're 11-15, and 15, whatever. I don't know how yeah. they're going to do t- tonight um, or, well, yesterday, if it's Thursday and you're just now opening this. Um, but I don't know how they're going to do Wednesday night. But – They're riding a three-game winning streak. Um, If they beat Jacksonville State, they'll be obviously be on a four-game winning streak. Either way, they've played well. They won a road game at FIU, which is not that impressive, but it's still, you know, what they did something that's tough to do in Conference USA and that's win on the road. Um, You know, like if you look at how Western is expected to do at FIU, they're barely a fifty percent favorite to win. It's like fifty-three percent. Whatever it is, um, it's it's difficult. It's difficult to win on the road. Yeah, And they did that, and then they beat UTEP and they beat New Mexico State. Um, and and they have a guy that scored at least twenty six points the last couple of games. He had forty one against UTEP. So, and they have two other guys that can that can play, and they have some good players. So, I think a um. Don't look at Middle's record and say, oh, 11-15, to 15, Western ought to kill them. Probably they should, but you know what? Middle's playing pretty decent basketball, and they're going to be confident, and they're going to be playing at home. Um, so I think that one thing is Western fans need to go down there to Middle, and let's paint Murfreesboro red. Um, yeah. But let's take this game seriously, and if Western can win this game, it really puts pressure on sam houston and la tech to keep winning because um i think that we could see la tech and sam houston stumble here they've got to go out west this week or next week both of them have to go out west uh, yeah. and uh, it's an opportunity
0: uh, yeah i have to pull that one up. up western is expected to be is at 63% win percentage against mtsu um i don't know you know, as far as, I mean, because, honestly, we've said this a hundred times before, but um, with, uh, you know, the the interns at ESPN, who knows how everything's going to work out. Well, but, uh, but like you were saying, LaTeX is going to UTEP and New Mexico State, and I know they're not the best, but, uh, you know. It's hard to play out West. It's it hard is. to play out West. It is. Yes, it is. Um, so... You know, there's that. So maybe, I mean, there is it possible to have an upset? Honestly, I wouldn't put my money on it. But for as far as Utah, New Mexico State, I think Western could do okay. But we'll see. I mean, that's a long trip, and hopefully, they don't pay for plane tickets. They make them ride on bus, so that'll help us even more. That's four more days, you know. Well, well, Sam four days Houston, after New Mexico State.
1: Sam Houston, especially, is who we need to lose. If you if you look at the. Conference USA standings and how it works out, which, by the way, go check out my article. I did a state of Conference USA, and it really breaks this all down for you. But Sam Houston needs to lose two games for Western to pass them in the standings, at least two games. So if Western loses one, they need Sam Houston to lose three because Sam Houston has a tiebreaker. They also only have three losses, and Western has four. But if, if Sam Houston goes out west, which I believe they go out west this week, Let
0: me see. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know, let me check Sam. Now, like I said, La Tech does, but I don't know about Sam Houston. Sam yeah, Sam Houston, Sam
1: Houston and La Tech are travel partners. So ah, gotcha. So they go to New Mexico State first.
0: Yeah. So Sam. Sam Houston has
1: New Mexico State. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. So yeah, so Sam plays New Mexico State first and then UTEP. Both of them are going on the road this week. If Nice Coast State and UTEP can can win if they can win all those games, great. But if they could win half of them, it really puts Western in a, a spot where if we can beat middle, then we're right on even footing with everybody, putting pressure on those two to keep pace. If yeah. they both if they both sweep, then Western's almost certainly going to end up being the two or the three seed. And um, you know, not going to have a chance at that number one seed. Yeah, What Western really needs is to stay out of the three spot because the three spot has to win three games in a row in three days. The, wow. fir- the, one, the one and the two seed get a break. They play on Wednesday, and then they play Friday, Saturday. So you have a huge difference between the two and the three spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first seed also plays – the winner of the eight nine game on Wednesday. So, if you can get in the one seed, it's a huge advantage. If not, get into the two spot and avoid having to play three games in three days. Because it's a it's a big disadvantage for three through six who have to play uh, three games in a row in three days.
0: I so. mean, a hey, yeah, it's uh, I mean that's kind of nice that they've got the tournament built like that. But um, yes, so. Mims will be playing. Let me pull up this real quick so we can look at this. Um, so Mims will be playing uh on Saturday, 7:30 p.m. MTSU on ESPN Plus. Uh, and that is at MTSU. So, like Matt said, it's not that far of a trip from Bowling Green. So, if you're in the Bowling Green area, you definitely go support the Tops. Uh, it's big game. It's big environment. Uh, it's middle, so just you got a couple hours there, and then you can leave. Not a big deal. And then next Wednesday they play La Tech 8 PM on ESPN Plus. Uh, so big games, big couple games coming up. So definitely support the tops. And like I said, baseball's got their things that's going on this weekend. Softball's got their things going this weekend. And uh, it is a wild, uh a wild weekend for sports. Go ahead. You got something else? Yeah. One thing, yeah.
1: Um the the La Tech game Wednesday, okay. I know there's church. And I know there's other stuff going on for some people, whatever. But we need to pack out Dill Arena Wednesday night against Latte, okay? It's the last game of the season. It is a battle to see who can get – possibly win Conference USA. Certainly could be for the two seed. Um, if Western wins out, we get the two seed and avoid the 3-6 matchup. Um and and get that day break like we need. Um, it's not as important to get that one seed, but we need to beat La Tech, or it puts us in a really bad position to even try to get the two seed. So we yeah. need everybody to get there. La Tech is really good, top 100 team in the country. Really big opportunity for Western to stake claim on Conference USA, to establish dominance over La Tech. To have momentum heading into the tournament, knowing that we're playing well. All good things could be going on in one game, so it's time to show up. There's no excuses. Students need to show up. Old people need to show up. Whatever. <laughs> get your grandma. Get your 18-year-old. Bring your kids. Whatever. Let's pack diddle out, and let's let's beat Latte.
0: Yeah. Let's be classy, though. Let's be classy. Don't be like metal. Be classy. Right. right. Stay classy, everybody. Uh, so yes, check uh, check the towel rack. Follow their articles; they're going to keep us up to date on everything going on. And be back next week. We'll talk more Western sports, uh, and then uh, we will update you all as far as everything goes on that front. But uh, as always, guys, go tops. Go tops. the Middle.